to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2014. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I already cut you off. <laughs> it's fine, it's and fine. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we have a friend over to watch and talk about an episode of The, the Golden, Golden Girls. The Golden Girls! Uh, so, season one. Uh, yeah, so we just watched uh, season one, episode five, The Triangle, which aired uh, October 19th, 1985. Which was my dad's 40th birthday. Wow. That's so great. That's so great. We have two very handsome gentlemen here for Wearing uh, our special guests. lovely shoes. Lovely yeah. shoes, yes. I really like your We'll shoes. take a picture of them and yeah. add them on the website, outofthelanai.com, which you can go to, um, and listen and subscribe to all of our future podcasts. But our guests today are... Kevin DeBacker and Eric Brown. Hello. Hello. Tell us a little about yourselves. Where can, where, where do you go, who are you two? Uh, you go first, Eric. You go first. Tell us about your web series. Okay, so we, uh, Eric and I, um, I don't know if you can tell by our voices, but I'm the gay one and, and Eric's straight, okay? <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. And we started a, a, a duo dating OkCupid okay profile where we both were on the profile together, we filled it out, we went on a bunch of dates in York. And then we started a web series about yeah. it. Yeah, essentially we, uh, we go on double dates with gay guys and their straight best girlfriends. And mm-hmm. it's really fun and we started a web series based on the idea and uh, people just love it. Oh, they love it. Well, Fantastic. most love it, right? <laughs> I would oh. say. Do you ever have like a foursome? <laughs> oh, okay. So we get asked that a lot. Uh, on OkCupid we would get a lot of people would say, hey, are you guys into foursomes? Or there was, uh, there was, uh, there was that strange girl who kept messaging us saying, like, I'm masturbating to thoughts of you guys right now. That's gross. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your OkCupid profile, and I'm masturbating. Yes. Right How now. flattering. Yeah, right? Yeah, I was yeah, really it was, kind of, it was <laughs> kind of flattering. Really? No, yeah. I wouldn't be. I would be like, this is a red flag alert. Oh, yeah. We immediately reported her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, it was, like, kind of funny. A lot of people were thought that we were into a foursome thing. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. yeah there was a lot of that. It's not true. Eric and I, we don't touch each other. Never. Know. If you Never. notice, like, we were sitting close to each other, and that happened, and then we you pulled away. I can definitely see tension. Okay. Yeah, okay. I can yeah. see there's yeah. a very, there's yeah. a, there's a well-defined <laughs> line of space between the two. So, right. you guys are keeping the separation between straight and gay men alive uh, and well. Yeah. That's right. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> what's the, what's the <laughs> website address for the web series? Uh, www www.bestiestv.com Great! Awesome! Well, we're going to talk about this episode. Carrie, do you want to recap the episode? Uh, Yeah, this was the first, I think, this is the first love triangle episode of many uh, in the Golden Girls. Um, So basically, the episode starts with uh, Sophia, who's, they're they're getting a house call for a doctor to come over and look at Sophia because her blood pressure's a little high. And I'm like, hey, this must be incredibly expensive. Like, why? Well, it was the 80s. Really? Were house calls more? Yeah, I actually when I was a child, we had I'm like a maybe in like over. the 1920s, but no, it was a really thing. Was it honestly thing. was a thing. It's, yeah, it's true. When I was growing up, we had there was a doctor in town that would yeah. make house calls. Okay, it's, yeah. So there's a doctor making house. There's a doctor who makes house calls. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Carrie clearly sorry to debunk that idea. But also, also the doctor's probably not a practicing doctor. No, I mean, he doesn't no. have an office anymore. He's probably a veterinarian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's tired and no, he's that's Rose's yeah. doctor. Rose's yeah. doctor was a vet. I actually, my um, brother actually got sewed up by a veterinarian. 
when we were kids. You know, he it's... had he had brain surgery, and he, he there was literally like a stitch came out, and we we took him to the to doc, the vet? Yeah, to well the they vet. both they doc they go through the same program exactly. And doctors go this yeah. way. Yeah, I mean. Of course, but to just, he other. still barks to this day, though. It's very strange. It's really weird that he went just to get a <laughs> yeah. stitch fixed and somehow ended now. up with a it's dog like, brain. It's like, leave me alone. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Tim Allen in that yeah. really good movie. Yeah. Um, all of his good movies. All of his good movies. Um, Santa Claus is great. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Sophia has high blood pressure. A do- Dr. Elliot Clayton, a mm. uh, very distinguished name, comes by to check her out. Yes. Um, and basically all he does... He's not really even examining her. No. He asks Dorothy a couple of questions about how she's feeling, and then he's just chatting up Dorothy and Rose while he's taking her temperature, and I guess he's, like, taking her blood pressure, and then and he, like, listens to a heart, and he just goes, Sophia, are you taking your blood pressure medicine as directed? And she's like, nope. And he was like, do that. And she's like, okay. And then problem solved. <laughs> never brought up again. Wait, did he have yeah. a little medical bag, too? A leather yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, did a black okay. bag, yeah. Right. But so, so that's the end of, like, that part of the story. That never comes back. Uh, so anyway, I have so- to say I do relate to that though, because uh, with all my doctors, all like my oncologist, everything, he would never actually talk to me about my cancer. He would only talk to me about um, stand-up comics. Really? Like he would never check me out. Nothing. Weird. He just wanted yeah. to know about your comedic. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think maybe he was an aspiring stand-up? Yeah, probably. And he just wanted some advice? <laughs> yeah. It's Los Angeles. He was for <laughs> Los Angeles, and he's Jewish. So, yeah. He's, he's, going, like, he's trying to be a TV writer. So, I feel like it would be really good for your cancer if you made a list of, like, the all the best open mics. Yeah. Yeah. Which someone did. I have a website for you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Oh, that's yeah. great. So, he, would, he wouldn't talk to you at all? And then no. And he's like, okay, no. so let's keep on the track. I would always, <laughs> at the end of it, be like, um, so... Is this spreading? Do I have a cancer elsewhere? Or he's like, no, no, no. Just do your chemo. Do your, do your, do your daily dose. It's like, yes, <laughs> Howard Mandel on ice. Best special ever, am I yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, continue. Anyway, so, so Dorothy thinks that this silver-haired, foxy doctor is attractive. She starts flirting with him, learns he's divorced. So they make plans, because he's new to Miami, to show him around. And uh, and Blanche comes out, you know, looking devastatingly gorgeous in a new green wrap dress. With that the weirdest she eyeshadow, they I, I never really noticed her eyeshadow before, but she has like the side. What is it called when you do the wing? Oh, it was something. like. Um, I feel like crow, this was like the only crow. time I've yeah. noticed that. And that it was purple. Winged, yeah, it was yeah. very dark. Yeah. It was a little jarring. Yeah. Um, she came out in this gorgeous like Diane von Furstenberg wrap dress, like mm-hmm. floral thing. And uh, starts flirting with Elliot, and Dorothy pulls her aside. <laughs> There's a really great exchange between the two of them. She pulls her aside, and she was like, "Keep your hands or keep your bloomers on, Scarlet." Yes. And, and Blanche is like, "We were meant for each other. I'm a woman, he's a man." And Dorothy goes, "What am I, little Richard?" And it was like the best, yes. the best exchange. I think that every actress uh, has has the best delivery in yeah. a show. Like, yeah, they're so, it's so they're great. great. Perfect. Yeah. They're perfect so at perfect. their craft, which makes the show amazing. Yes. So great. Oh. So then, uh, so then we. So then we get into the next act. Uh, Dorothy has now been dating Elliot for a week, which we know because Blanche goes, Dorothy, you've been, you've seen him every night this week and whatever, and it's about whatever outfit she's going to wear. And Dorothy goes to change her outfit, which I feel like she does a lot <laughs> when yes. she's going on a date. She changes her outfits a lot. Uh, a lot of dates. A lot of yeah. dates. Elliot comes by. Blanche is just like whatever about him, which I think we. It, it's I love that they put she's a book in her hand. She's being very respectful. She's being very respectful, and she's like still looking down at her book. She's like, oh hi, Elliot. Whatever. Can I get you a drink? So he hits on her. A slow gin fizz. A yeah. slow gin fizz. What the fuck is that? It's an opportunity to have a sexual come on. No, yes. Later. Oh, that's slow what the okay. Gin. What's a yeah. slow gin? Silver me does not understand because it sounds a little bit like jizz, <laughs> yes. like slow jizz, long mm. blow jizz. You know what I mean? Wow. 
<laughs> I never put that together. <laughs> wow. Carrie. Um, uh, is this a Freudian slip? <laughs> um, take your pants off, everybody. No. Um, They're already off. So, yeah. <laughs> we just met. Uh, so so he grabs Blanche by yeah. the waist. And it's this very, and she's like, get your hands off of me. And she kind of punches him in the shoulder yeah. a little bit. Dorothy comes out. They leave. Uh, Blanche is like... What not, am I gonna do? Wait, Blanche's slim waist. Yes. Oh, her yeah. yeah. Her, her she slim, continually makes reference to her petite waist. Her yeah. petite her, waist. Her smaller waist than the girl. Which Dorothy later refers to as alleged. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't know what to do. And 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 uh, she, her and Rose, she tells Rose this story about a time where she was dating a guy named. No, she was dating a guy named. What doesn't matter what his name is, but his girlfriend's name was Anderbo, and. And she, and he hit on her, and she told the friend Anderbo, and then they weren't friends anymore. So she lost Anderbo and her bow. Oh, which they I did feel that on like purpose. The writer was like, nailed it, yeah. going home for the day. Rue's gonna love this. Yeah, he's like, he's just, and then you know, whatever. So finally, Blanche does tell Dorothy. Dorothy Winifred. Winifred's the writer. Winifred Hervey. Winifred. Um, yeah. uh, Blanche does not believe, or Dorothy does not believe Blanche, which is hilarious because Dorothy has known Dr. Elliot Clayton for a week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. known Blanche now for so long, has no reason not to trust her, but she's like, you little Jezebel, who doesn't believe her. Uh, and so they get into this whole thing, uh, and, you know, uh, Rose does believe Blanche when she says that Elliot hit on her. So the next time Elliot, so Dorothy's going to move out at this point, too. The fight yeah. has gotten so big, Blanche is like, I want you out of here. And I have to say, when Dorothy does that, when she says... I'll be out. I'll, I'll be out as soon as I can find another place. Literally, my heart. Like I've seen this every episode of this show, probably uh-huh. like five, six, seven <laughs> times. Yeah. more probably. And uh, my heart, my heart stopped. It was like a little like. There was definitely oh, a moment scared. where I looked over at you. And yeah, you were, you were tense. And this is one of my. Yeah. This is one of my favorite episodes. It is a good uh, episode. Yeah. This is. I, it's interesting because I I watched a lot of Golden Girls episodes, but most recently, like this is the most recent one that I've. Randomly seen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind of a coincidence. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um. So. So. Ro- so then Elliot comes over to pick up Blant or to pick up Dorothy to play golf in the morning, and uh, wearing bright a bright green sweater and plaid pants, which beautiful. Th- throughout the rest of the episode, all he wears is suits. They go out yeah. in the morning. He's wearing a suit. He just wears suits everywhere. Um. So he comes in and because it's not hot at all. In it's Miami. not hot oh, in Miami no. at all. No. And he comes in and Rose tries to Rose sets a trap, which the is best brilliant. moment, the best scene, best Rose. I love one of my. Well, well you continue and I'll explain why. We'll get into this. it, yeah. but. Okay. It's this great, and it sort of reminds me of that episode of Friends, one of the Thanksgiving episodes where Courtney Cox and Jen, Courtney Cox is like trying to be sexy. She's thin for the first time, and she does this thing with like a dish towel and carrots. And if you've seen Friends, you know what I'm talking about. But Rose suddenly puts on this sexy. It's fine. It's fine. That's a lot of knowledge about Friends. Oh, my family are they're Friends super fans. We have okay. cats named Monica and That'll Chandler be the next and podcast. Phoebe. That's after That'll after be the next one. If my mom or my brother or my sister are listening to this, they'll yeah. appreciate the reference. Um. So Rose puts on this super sexy thing where she's like kind of swaying her hips and like, like, you know, just like flirtatiously playing with a dish towel and her voice drops into this really sexy. Very reminiscent of Sue Ann Evans, her character from Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yes. Which made her famous. And she hits on Elliot and I had to write down her line because it's so amazing. She sets a trap for him and she says... Um, oh, she closes the door behind him and then leans against it, and that's like the first moment where you're like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And she goes, 
I know I look square, but I'm like my father's tractor. I take a while to warm up, but once I do, I can turn your topsoil until the cows come home. Oh, amazing. And then she asks if he wants to see Polaroids of her in her tennis skirt. Yep. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. The original dick pic. Oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the original before dick pic. Yeah. yeah, before all of it, it was Rose's Polaroids. <laughs> so, also, he's not really interested, but mm. she's like, but you were when Blanche, when you hit on Blanche the other night. Mm. Nugget of truth. Got it, got it. And then he was like, yeah. I apologize. And suddenly there's Dorothy standing there. And she's like, what? Yeah. And so she kicks him out and says. Uh, you know, but actually, no, she, she wasn't like, what? Because like that's that's the thing that I was so most surprised by. She was fairly calm and collected with it. Like, she was When calm. someone breaks up with me or when I break up with someone else, I usually am like very agitated and I have anxiety and maybe I'm a little upset and whatever. But like she was just like. I actually have nothing to do with you. Anymore. I have nothing to care. No, don't she didn't even me. get yeah, up from the chair. Yeah, cool it was so like I'm centered. I've taken mindfulness classes. Like uh-huh. that's sort of like her Dorothy. Response. She's been there, done that. Yeah. She's, oh yeah. yeah she she's, has. She, has. Mm-hmm. she has. I mean, st- yeah, Backstory. she's had. Stan. We'll talk about that too. Okay. Uh, so, um, so she kicks him out, and her and Blanche make up, and then there's like this weird. I feel like. Because they always have, um, they always have an A storyline, and then they have a B storyline for each episode. But the B storyline for me felt like it just centered on Sophia, which it's the weirdest B storyline. So it basically starts with Sophia having high blood pressure, and then the doctor sees her, and then it switches into the storyline with <laughs> about pizza, about pizza, yeah, <laughs> where, which probably caused her high blood pressure, right? Probably where basically like Sophia tells Rose a story about how you know picture it Sicily 1922, her and a woman. Um, had this pizza business, or this they loved to make pizza until a, until a, a, a fast talking pepperoni salesman came along and, and got between the two of them. And, and, and Sophia was one of those women, and the other is Mama Celeste, the famous frozen pizza brand. Yes. Yeah, and you yeah. knew that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so we the very end, some Celeste frozen pizzas. Oh, shit. Go on. You, you, like you have not even know. <laughs> this is amazing. Did you think it was DiGiorno? Uh, I didn't know. Eric picks out the groceries. So. Yeah, I bet you thought it was like Red, Red Baron. <laughs> what what kind of place do you live in? <laughs> I pay for it. It's not, okay. very, it's not a very healthy uh, uh, emotional <laughs> state that we have going on there at the uh, place. So, yeah. So that's basically the episode. They forgive each other. Everything's great. And the, the episode ends on probably the greatest line, I think yeah. we can all agree, mm-hmm. where... Um, Sophia brings in two samples of pizza. Plate A, plate B has them all taste. It says which is better. They all, it's a unanimous decision. They all choose A. And then what does, what does Sophia say, gentlemen? Uh, wait, okay, wait. She says, you don't, you, don't, you don't know how to pick men and you don't know how to pick pizza. pizza. <laughs> Boom! And that's it. Like, that's it. That that's is the, the best or is blow to yeah. the scene. Yeah. Uh, and that is the episode of yeah. the Triangle. Great. Great. So, what are you guys' thoughts? Because you know, both of you have seen the Golden Girls before, but you are not, of course, avid fans. I mean, well, no one really can compare to us, but you're not like regular viewers of the Golden Girls. No, my knowledge of it is sparse. Like, my mom and I, that was our show we would watch when we were together. But my mom worked crazy hours at the time because she was a cop. So she worked 12 hours and, like, come home and sleep, and I wouldn't see her that much. Yeah. And you were busy with your uh, your Digi- Digimon Game. Oh, always on that Digimon. <laughs> Digimon? Yeah. Uh, which is what? What's a Digimon? A little <laughs> electronic pet. That oh, really right. Yeah, I was taking care of my little puppy. Aww. Uh, electronic puppy. Electronic, yeah. Wow. But what I noticed... Are you single? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'm single. Um, I'm on Tinder, guys. Okay, Cupid. Yeah. But nobody can find you on Tinder. <laughs> True. Yeah. Search. Just keep searching. Come to La, Los Feliz area and just mm-hmm. keep searching. We liked each other on Tinder. We did. Yeah. yeah. We liked each other. Yeah. And we chat. Sometimes uh, Scott and I choose to chat on Tinder on, rather than text. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's probably cheaper. Also yeah. Snapchat and Instagram, mm-hmm. random comments. Yep, yeah, Twitter sometimes. Twitter, yes. Yeah. yeah. We should turn this into a dating podcast, just like <laughs> as an excuse for all of us to get into relationships. Just have dates, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a husband. Kevin Thursday, blah, blah, blah. Yes, sure, I great. would love to. It right? worked. First time. Hey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, we could we could turn this into a dating podcast. I mean, yeah, these guys dated for a very sort of familiar, sort of fleeting yeah. little one week thing, and I'm sure a lot of us. Well, and this is great too because like Kevin that. and I are both gay, and mm-hmm. you and Eric are straight. I'm assuming. Yeah, and we're kind of on uh, a quad <laughs> date right now. Yeah, this we is kind of right. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Wow, the girls would be happy with us. Anyway, continue. Oh, so what I really, yeah. what I, what I thought was really funny is, is that the whole set design sort of reminded me of the Ross section when you go to Ross and you're like buying Ross furniture. Dress for Less. Yes, Ross uh, Dress for West Less. West Coast chain of department stores. Yes, and for those on the East Coast who don't know, I thought yeah. Ross was a grocery store. No, no. Really? no. What would be comparable on the East Coast? Uh, uh, Filene's. Well, when Filene's was around, Kohl's, I guess. Is yeah. That a comparison? yeah. It's sort of this weird furniture section in, in these stores. It's like the. The artwork is really cheesy. Mm-hmm. Everything is very cheesy. So yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. All the all the 1980s rattan sort of yeah. updated Hollywood Regency sort of thing. I used to work as an interior designer when I was just a oh, oh, yes. yeah. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Blanche's bedroom? Yes, yeah. please. What would Discuss. you do to... Like, oh, well, that... I mean, the bed... I mean, you, you mentioned... We don't really see their bedrooms too often. Not right? often. But you said this often. is season one. Yeah. And her bedroom changed over the course of the seasons, right? Well, it changed slightly. The bed remained the Except same. Except the bed. But the place the bed, the room... Because there was a shift in season, I think, three, where they, sh- they, they shifted the type of cameras that they used. Uh-huh. And you can tell visibly uh, in the series like that there's Is a different style. Is it a good style. shift? Yeah, it's a good shift. Because it, it, it modernized. Basically, they were using um, like old... Like film cameras, essentially, uh-huh. and these. I think there was like a digital upgrade. They switched some mm-hmm. capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used iPads mm-hmm. um, in the last. <laughs> <season. laughs> and and uh, no, but there was a shift. So the rooms all like Blanche's room essentially shifted at an angle, so you didn't see it flat on with that closet on the side. It had it was larger, and the, you'll see. And we'll talk about it in the labor. But the much bed, later, the episodes. bed stays the same because the bed's amazing. The bed does yeah, stay the same. Big flo- green floral print. Yeah, yeah. bed and spread. Then there's like a and it's, 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 like a stencil, it's a yeah. stenciled yeah. mural as the head as a headboard. Yeah. So it's it makes amazing. you feel like you're in the fern gully. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a gorgeous bed. Yeah. Is like, I mean, uh, gorgeous really is it? Is gorgeous? Like, I, I, I look at it time, gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I would like, like, I look at the bedspread, which matches the, the, the bed post, the yeah. head headboard. Um, and I, I, I want the bed. The, the mattress, not the mattress, the cover, the, the duvet cover. cover, the duvet cover to be brown. Like uh, I feel like it needs to be a plant that has the brown. Something needs to be centered in that. Yeah. everything is a color explosion. It felt like yes. an orgasm for your eyes. Yes, they're all wearing bright colors. Yeah. there's not a muted color in that show. No, but that's very trendy right now. That's coming back. This yeah. specific style, this sort of really? updated Hollywood mm-hmm. Regency sort mm-hmm. of. Well, Dorothy's outfits sure. throughout this episode. Let's yeah, let's talk about yes. her outfits. Yeah, um, Dorothy. Dorothy, her first outfit, she was wearing this pink sort of maternity uh, top. That that was like very was very sort of like loose in the front, and mm-hmm. it was purposely it had like line folds in the front mm-hmm. that made it even looser, so that she was just sort of you know in a in a maternity outfit. And I like I always I even though I know I kind of dress like Rose in my everyday life, like very just sort of like plain and casual and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dorothy, 
I just want to be Dorothy. I want those clothes. I want to I don't dress think like she's that. Ever worn, I don't think in the entire history of the show she's ever worn anything that's form-fitting. No. I don't know no. I don't know what and her she, body shape is yeah. underneath those clothes. I assume it's a decent body shape. She's tall. She's lengthy. tall, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she probably has like a very sort of like narrow body. And mm-hmm. that's probably why. Like yeah. they put her in a lot of bags. Yeah. Kevin had a really good observation <laughs> for her second outfit. Oh, yeah. That um, it, was, it was this sort of neon no it was black but it had like neon shapes like, like different very colors. like yeah very like geometric. geometric yeah very strange with like black pants t- traditional black pants but what was your observation the observations i'm pretty sure uh the costume designer for fresh prince ripped everything off <laughs> yes. this that show one yeah. outfit. Because there's quite people, a few outfits yeah. that dorothy wears that are very fresh prince basically fresh prince yes yeah yeah it could you be know, any character on fresh prince. i also thought it was interesting because their outfits are so flowy like after an argument or something the outfit always had the last word yes you're just, right Right. keep bouncing yeah. on the way out yeah like, oh okay. I I said it when we were watching it I love a good Blanche Devereaux storm out because yeah. yes she spins yes. and you're right like it was the tail Jezebel yeah. and then she walks out and that outfit that she the, she the the dress that she wears when Elliot hits on her is one of my favorite Blanche dresses it's like it's purple and green and it's got this like cinched waist and it's very flowy and it's like something really Roman goddess yeah. but 1980s Miami about yeah. it it's one of my favorite outfits she just looks so good and like purple and green. And I, so, I believe, amazing. and I could be wrong on this, but I think this is the first episode that we see Dorothy in a romantic situation. It's the, 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 the first, first episode. episode of the series yeah, where we see Dorothy you know in a romantic right. situation we, where uh, she's viewed, and they played it really well in terms of using the hyped up sexuality of Blanche's character mm-hmm. and also making Blanche incredibly vulnerable in the situation because yeah. like, yeah. they were using her sexuality as a punching line, which they always have, but like as a punching line to say, you're not a good person. Mm-hmm. You're actually mm-hmm. a horrible person. But she yeah. is a good person. But she is. She, yeah. yeah. That's what I liked about and it. And she balanced, I mean, I think this is like, so in the first season, they all were nominated for Emmys, but um, Betty White plays Rose. She was the one who won, which uh, I think in this episode, like you see this crossover between her character on Mary Tyler Moore, where she played Sue Ann Nevins, um, at the end when she's flirting with the guy. And Sue Ann Nevins, she was huge um, for being this sort of like hypersexual, like very much a Blanche character mm-hmm. on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And mm-hmm. she was intended to play Blanche. And uh, Betty White was. Betty White yeah, was. Yeah, they were intended to But then there was a shift because oh, Bland, okay. or Rue McClanahan was better as Blanche. And, and Betty White being Betty White could play anything. So, but this episode sort of spoke to that. And you see this sort of like awesome, like every character was just on in this episode. Like yeah. it really felt like they they just got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They really they really found their footing and they all just were so good. They were what was so the good. episode in the first season? What was the episode again? This that, episode? Yeah, this one. So the Triangle. And this was the fifth episode. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. It's yeah. only the fifth episode in and the show's already got its footing and yeah. everyone's super snappy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean it's, I feel like they had that from the start. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I mean they, they definitely was a there but in the first few episodes I always think there's this sort of like clunky um by the book script that's happening, mm-hmm. and in this one, it felt very like they identified they the characters mm-hmm. they yeah. saw, and there was more there was more nuance to the characters in yeah. these episodes than there ever had been. Mm-hmm. They weren't ca- just caricatures anymore; they just became the characters. They, they, they writers dug a little deeper. Mm-hmm. What network was this on? CBS? On uh, NBC. Was it on? It was on NBC. Yeah. and it was a uh, um, initially it wasn't going to be the flagship show for NBC because NBC had the Bill Cosby Show, and that was sort of the show on NBC at that time. Um, and and then this show became a nice sort of like counterpart. And it was a huge hit from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, people were watching yeah. it um, immediately. I feel like it was a big risk too. Like if you hear the idea of like 
four older women living oh, together. Who absolutely. would who would take that risk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, absolutely. but it's it's such an original idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, this could be perfect. Well, and the actresses too. I mean, they carry especially Betty White and 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 the Arthur. Arthur carried a lot of weight in terms of TV history, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. they were beloved TV actresses of the '70s that then were coming back into the '80s. And yeah, I don't was, think the show would have been successful if they didn't have such yeah. like, heavy hitting yeah. actresses. Mm-hmm. And then Estelle Getty was a theater actress, so she yeah. was she was so great. You know, she was just like this gem that kind of yeah. you know that they found. That, and Rue McClanahan had been a um, a really popular character actress for a long mm-hmm. time. I mean, before this, she was doing she was on Maud with mm-hmm. B. Arthur, yep. and then she was on Mama's Family with mm-hmm. Betty White. So they all kind of like intertangled their mm-hmm. careers in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. Um, and it just sort of blossomed into this awesome experience in the mid-80s where then after that you saw this, I mean, y- you know, you had, there was definitely spinoffs of the Bill Cosby show or the Cosby show, but um, the Golden Girls not only had spinoffs, but they created sort of like the New York template that Seinfeld in a way did in the 90s for NBC in that you had Empty Nest then, you had Nurses, you had... Um, uh, all these Miami shows that were coming out of the network because, you know, it's where it people so identified. Successful. It was so yeah. successful that people identified with it. Yeah, It's interesting to think about Miami in the, in the 80s mm-hmm. and what was going on there at the time. Dade yeah. County. Cocaine. Dade County. Just oh, yeah. cocaine, cocaine ever. But you also had Miami Vice in the 80s, yeah. which yeah. was... Which was a huge that hit? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where was Magnum PI? Was that in Hawaii? That was in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's really far away. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought. So. <laughs> um, I, 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 when we were talking about their outfits, I meant to mention there is a moment where, uh, again, Dorothy had a lot of a lot of outfit changes in this episode. Uh, at one point, she's wearing a. It's like a yellow shirt with some white. Oh, I like love a, that a, Like a maroon cardigan. Yeah. Over it. I'm just saying, she looked very Team Gryffindor. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. 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 It was Team Gryffindor, but it was also like the shape of it because there was no like centered, like it wasn't buttoned. It was very open with this white, but there was, a, there, it was obviously put together and buttoned yeah. in some way. And it was this like lines are very weird, like asymmetrical, like MoMA outfit, yeah. like yeah. something she would wear like as an art teacher or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, let me ask you guys a personal question. Sure. Right, there's four of us here. Who do you think most represents each person in the show of the four mm-hmm. of us. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, yeah. and I think between the two of us, we're pretty. It's yeah, pretty clear that like you're B. Arthur. No, I'm not actually. Oh. I'm very Rose. I'm oh. very Rose. I'm the most gullible person. Okay. Ever, and um, I also like to think of myself as nice. Well, you come off pretty intelligent, huh? So you're ah, interesting. Gullible. Well, Rose is intelligent. Rose is surprisingly she, intelligent. Yeah. We just don't see it because she's so caring and gullible. Yeah. She's a simple woman. She's a very simple woman. But there are moments, like, if you think about this episode, I mean, she was genius in cornering yeah, yeah. this Yeah, this she guy definitely end. has her moments. We also yeah. later learn that she knows she knows how to put in a new toilet. Yeah. She knows a lot about plumbing I can't wait for that episode. That's a great episode. Yeah. That's she coming does, up. Yeah. She coming has up. her moments. Yeah. She also, there was a moment when uh, Blanche said, like, a high vocabulary word, and, and Rose knew it right away. Yeah. But, like, so she knows everything. And Blanche, knows. this is the first time we, ask, we see Blanche reading, which is, like, a thing that Blanche is actually a very big reader. Like mm-hmm. you see her reading throughout the series, and mm-hmm. she's like, and she even she becomes a writer. Oh, the writer episode! She, I mean, oh, that's she's, so good. she has a literary <laughs> element to her that's like surprisingly on. Who yeah, would've, who would've and her that? sister was an author. Yeah. And who who would you guys be? Yeah. Well, wait, Carrie, who are you? Ah, I forget who I said last time. I I feel like I'm a little bit of all of them. Yeah, you I'm, never really settled on one, but yeah, I think I called you I Sophia. Am, 
I, yeah, I think I'm yeah. nurturing like Sophia. Yeah. I, I I definitely take on a motherly mm-hmm. um, a motherly role in in. But you have good one-liners, and, and you're not mean like Sophia. But Sophia's not mean; she's just very direct. Well, she doesn't have a yeah. filter. Remember, as yeah. they explained in the pilot, she yeah. had a stroke, and it ruined the part of her brain that filters what you say. <laughs> yeah. so really? That's, yeah. that's, that's the what pilot? they say. Yeah. That's the setup. She's yeah. way and it's never brought up again. Never brought up again. Well, no, but I mean, because I feel like it was just so identified as that character was just like she would say anything. Yeah. I mean, she definitely has medical issues as the show goes on. Um. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to bring up after this, but I think there's a hint at her age. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't we, we don't know... Oh, no, we do know. It's a, She's in her 80s, she says frequently, but there never is... I think maybe a couple episodes she says an exact age, but it's always kind of murky. Well, I think... Well, we'll and all of the ages. Let's finish this, because I, I, I have a little... Uh, uh, mathematical equation. Let's go with you. With Sophia, and when she talks about Mama Celeste, yeah. she yeah. starts by saying, you, you said 1922, but I wrote 1912. Oh, did she say picture at Sicily 1912? I'm pretty sure she said 1912. Oh, okay. I mean, we might need to get a fact checker after the fact. But, um, <laughs> so that would, like, say, say on the low end, she was 16 years old. Okay. Yeah. And this happened. Uh, it's 1985 is when this episode aired. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right, okay. <laughs> By the way, so it's that makes whole, her, the whole thing here. When so that, the writer of this so, episode would be like, um, suspension of disbelief, it's art. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 70, that's 73 years between 85 and, 90, 12, and 1912. Add 16 to that. That makes her 89 on the low end. Yeah. On the low end, you're right. This show ran for how long? Uh, seven, eight years. Seven, seven yeah. seasons. So by the end, of the end of the season, Sophia was pushing on, was maybe a hundred and two. Yeah. <laughs> and she, could, she, could and she continued on. She was on Nurses, she was on she was MCNES. On the like, she was on She Golden was in Palace. that movie with Stallone. She was on until like the late 90s. The, the, the NBC sort of staple character. Yeah. And yeah, she, so she was she was at least hundred me. And maybe, maybe that was the writer's joke. Maybe that was yeah. sort of the thing that like, this woman is so old. Well, which, which also makes, like makes Dorothy then. Dirt. Yeah. And, but the, the, the women's characters, the both, all, the three younger ones are ne- their ages are never fully identified nor discussed, and it's right. always kind of a joke, especially with Blanche, how old she actually is. I mean, it's always assumed that she's younger than all of them. But uh, they talk about being in their fifties, their sixties, golden years. But like, they never set an age, yeah. which, right. um, which is important, I think, because. As a show, again, we talked about the risky element of the show, having these four women sort of pilot a show that had never really been done before on television. And if, if you're going to have a show that focuses on the lives of these women and um, how awesome these women are, just like with anything, if you put out a detail like that, you get lost in it. No, and, absolutely. And yeah. it's like you can't, you can't then see these women as the characters that they are. Yeah. And I think it was smart. I think it's smart to leave yeah. them. Yeah, you're they, talking about women of a certain generation. Yeah. Of a post-war sort of, yeah. you know, being a dutiful wife and yeah. then the, the husbands leave for whatever reason, they yeah. die or they divorce or yeah. whatever, and you set these women of a specific time period into this sort of modern yeah. dating world, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of brilliant. Which, yeah, it makes it brilliant. Yeah, yeah it makes it yeah. fast. So who would you be? I, can I answer for him? Yeah, I'm going to answer. I feel like you'd be Estelle. So you'd also be, be Sophia. Sophia. I'd be, I'd be Sophia. Yeah, You're Sophia. I really see you as. Well, that. you carry your passport around. I see that in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you must be ready to go back to Sicily. Just in case time. you have to leave. <laughs> he doesn't have a driver's license, so he just kind of uses his passport everywhere he goes. And I have a driver's license. I just lost it. Oh yeah, it's been, been lost. lost. Yeah. There is a great line. I have line. to double this my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Cash in there and stuff. 
There's a Sophia has a great line once where she's talking about her her family and they're talking about how like they're making somebody makes a joke about how Sophia's family probably killed people or whatever and she was like she was like I'm offended no one in my family has ever ever left a body to be found it's like it's so good that yeah. just reminded me of, so anyway yeah. you with Kevin, your what about you? I know I, yeah. I feel like I'm a B Arthur no oh, Kevin you're, you're a Rose you're too nice for that maybe I'm Rose yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it can also be a combination I think I'm yeah. a combo no you're not Kevin you're a Rose yes. okay so. <laughs> we'll discuss this later you're such a Sophia <laughs> See, I don't like the idea of combinations I feel like you gotta, you gotta pick one you gotta pick one like I, I understand that I am like there is like an intelligent level, and and I am very well read. Hello. But I he I went into my bookcase. Like Shirley MacLaine yeah. by Lucky Stars. I know. <laughs> there's, but there's also like How to Pray as a Jew behind you. So like you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good book collection. Yeah. Like that. Um, but uh, so I do have that Dorothy element to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and I I can be a dickhead a lot of the time. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I I also feel like in the end like I'm. I'm, I, I'm, I just don't get things all the time and I take things at their, at their face value mm. so I feel like that is the essence of Rose because if you, if you watch Betty White's interviews about the character of Rose and how she took it and how she identified with the character there's this great, I forget where I saw it but there's a great interview where she's talking about how she wasn't connecting with the character at first she didn't understand like how the character would respond to what they were doing and one of the writers or maybe Susan Harris said um, that Rose takes everything literally. And doesn't understand sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And doesn't understand sarcasm. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you say, you know... Um, it's raining cats and dogs. If you say it's raining cats and dogs, she'll be like, poor animals. Yeah. Like, she would just take it literally. And so it's not that she's dumb. It's just that she's, like, naive and will take things at face value. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is very much me because I will give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Oh. I just feel like I'm more B. Arthur because I like to wear big, long... Free-flowing You're clothes. really into cowl neck yeah. sweaters. You do wear a really nice sun hat. Oh, thank um, you so much. You, you yeah, as I, well. Yeah, I bought one as well. I bought yes. one at Disneyland. Yeah. Greatest purchase It was a great life. day. You can go to our Instagram and find that. We don't share an Instagram. Go to our respective Instagrams. Uh, uh, I like, <laughs> what did you guys think about that little Mei Ling line? I thought that was so funny. Oh. It, well, I was confused because you guys had well, to explain to me so, what a coming out party So, was. yeah. So, at the beginning <laughs> of the episode when Dorothy, or when um, Rue McClanahan, and, or excuse me, Blanche and Rose are talking about what she should do. Should Blanche tell Dorothy that, that her boyfriend hit on her? Uh, and Blanche, or Rose is setting up this story about, um, you know, this, the, the, about what could happen with, the, with, with Dorothy and Elliot. Mm-hmm. Elliot, right? Um, with Dorothy and Elliot. talks about how they could have children. And then there's a laughter line. And then, or they could adopt <laughs> little Mei Ling. clearly postman Yes, and, and, or they could adopt little Mei Ling, and, um, which I think happens again in the series somewhere. Mei Ling is mentioned somewhere else. It's stuck mm. a chord. Uh, and um, Mei, little Mei Ling, and there's a coming out party. And so Carrie was confused about what a coming out party was, which, I mean, we had talked about it. It's, it's mainly an East Coast thing. I guess it is, A yeah. Connecticut country club sort of. I grew up in the East Coast. I didn't have any... But you also grew up well, in the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is like the 60s. It's also something with certain social stance. Yes. So a lot of Upper East Side... Yeah. Uh, I've never heard socialites of will have these sort of coming well, out parties. Well, it's comparable parties. to a quinceanera. It's comparable to a bat mitzvah. It's just, just for the wedding. Debutante just ball. for the gay community. Yeah, it's just for like On a, my 40th birthday, I'm going to have a coming out party. All my yeah, friends like, will march, march, march me down, march me down the street yeah. and we'll, I'll be wearing a dress. Will I'm you be really dead? Curious. Will we suck you? And then you just like <laughs> put you on a stick and take I got it. That's my friend Cam's joke. I'm not kidding, guys. I once had a friend who said that when he 
he died, he wanted to be, oh, this is awful, he wanted to be dressed in a costume like a giant M&M and, like, mm. stuffed with candy, and he wanted the little kids to hit his body. Um, like, he, he was wow. a pinata. He wanted I've, to always, a pinata. I've always said that when I die, and I don't know if I heard this as a joke somewhere or not, but I've thought this ever since I was a child, I want to be, um, I want to be cremated, and I want my ashes to be put in the little keychain travel size Etch-A-Sketch um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that I can give so at my funeral like everyone I love can just like have a piece of me and play with me forever oh I love that yeah can you, sort of, uh, that's really work? weird man I'm sure I mean it's just it's just like magnetic stuff so I mean you've got some magnets with yeah. ashes and boom you put got, that in your trust yeah. yeah I already I told my mom after I read this book by Mary Roach called Stiff The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers and they talk about like different ways like what you can do with your body you know obviously like what happens if you donate your body to science or to medical research um, but I guess you can like freeze dry your body. They freeze it with like like nitrous oxide, maybe. Anyway, they like shatter it into a million pieces, and then they make it. They combine it with some other like natural elements to make a compost box, and then you can plant your compost box body and grow like a tree. So I told my mom, I was like, look into that if I die before you. <laughs> you want to be a, you want to be That's terrifying. I want to be composted, you guys. Oh, that's terrifying. Speaking of <laughs> sadness and death, who died? Uh, what, all the the Golden Girls have died, nitrogen. except for Betty White. Anyway. Uh, so what was the order? Who died first? Estelle Getty. Estelle Getty. B. Arthur, B. Arthur and, and then, then Ruby Flanagan. Flanagan. Okay. Yeah. So we're at a great point. Um, every episode we talk about the golden takeaway, sort of a moment in the episode where you take away a moment that's like important for you. Um, and uh, I'll start. My golden takeaway from this episode is that uh, you can use your sexuality um, in ways to help your friends like Rose did. So I often now I'm thinking of like next time that we're all out at a bar and um, you're wanting to score someone who's obviously more into me, I'll use my sexuality, lure them over to my place, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, oh my god, I have diarrhea. And then, <laughs> you know, Kevin will walk in and be like, here That's I am. I'm, yeah. I'm the next best thing. <laughs> Eric um, just did that for me like two weeks ago. He we used his sexuality to help me get laid. That's really great. Exactly. I can't say the guy's name. Oh, we'll talk really about great. it. We'll talk about yeah. it afterwards. What was your golden takeaway? Um, my golden takeaway, I feel like my golden takeaways usually come from Rose. Um, my golden takeaway is, you know, if you're looking to save some money, you know, I tend to go to Sephora and get these little, like, roller ball perfume things. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it adds up. I like to wear perfume. I like to smell nice. But what I learned from Rose is that um, you could just open up a can of tuna fish, fancy out the poor tuna, <laughs> and put that on. Because that was very becoming to... Elliot Clayton, when he asked her what that beautiful scent was that she was wearing, she was fancy Alpha Fortuna. She was making t- she was making a casserole. Oh, a casserole! So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, it, I don't know. It might not be a cats good idea. Cats would love you. Cats would love me. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, cats are fine. I'm a dog person. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to think on it. But okay. anyway, that's uh, what about you, Kevin? My golden takeaway uh, is that like if you're looking for to date somebody and like online dating isn't working for you, you should definitely have a, a doctor do a house call. Because I feel like I live in a home with three other gay men, and you can bring this doctor in. And a straight man in the dining room. Two, two other gay men. What did I say? You, you said three other gay men. Oh, game, sorry. Sometimes yeah. I... <laughs> sometimes I look at this. Eric, again. Sometimes I look at the way Eric dresses, and I just, I immediately yeah. gay. Uh, very stereotypically terrible. Anyway, so yeah, I think just bringing in a doctor is probably the best way to kind of potentially one of us might be able to hook up. Yeah. With that. And you can play doctor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. That's my golden. What about you, Eric? 
Winking gets you a long way. <laughs> as far as the dating goes. It's true. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. 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 Well, was a oh, big winker. I actually accidentally winked at a guy collecting bottles out of the trash can today at the gas station, and it made me very uncomfortable. Like a man collecting them for money? Yeah. He was yeah. just, and I went, oh, I have one in my car, and I grabbed the bottle, and he's like, thank you so much, and then I winked at him, and it made me really <laughs> uncomfortable, and he kind of looked at me, and went, no, it's, it's not, I didn't, no, we'll just see you later. Wow. <laughs> I'm a big winker. I wink a lot. I know really? I never wink. You did just. I, I can't wink. Pro- I had surgery when I was I was cross-eyed, and so my eyes like when I blink, like they blink normal when I do that, but I can't do like a single wink without it being very weird. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Some people can't do it. Yeah, like I. But I can do it. Like I'm I'm having a conversation with you, and I'm making a little joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, mine, mine's like. <laughs> like I what's can't up? do it. Hey, what's up yeah. with your friend's eyes? <laughs> really weird. He can't wink. He looks like he's having a seizure. Well, guys, thanks so much for being on the show. Yes, we really thank appreciate you. This it. Wonderful. Where yeah, can they follow you? On Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Besties TV, or go to our website at BestiesTV.com, and you can see all of our webisodes and all of our fun media stuff and um, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Facebook too. Thanks Eric Brown and Kevin DeBacker, two very handsome men. You should look them up on OkCupid. And uh, I, you can follow me at H Allen Scott, H A L A N S C O T T. I am at Squid Eating Squid. I never know. <laughs> uh, is it Squid Squid or Squid? Squid Eating. No, I never know my Twitter you handle. No, Twitter you gotta handle. change It's that at theory. Squid Eat Squid. No, you can't change it now. It's already public. It's but. at. Squid eat squid. Yes, squid, yes squid like squid dog eat squid. dog. This happens every time. Every time, every time, guys. <gasps> or I'm squidzy on Instagram. That's where I get. So, sounds like you got a big following. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go to outonthelanai.com for all kinds of information about the Golden Girls and the show. And you should like us on Facebook as well. There's a link on the website for that. And you can subscribe to our the podcast on iTunes as well. Yes, uh, and, yeah, on YouTube. and on YouTube. And on YouTube. Everything is, is on that homepage. And who did our awesome animation oh our our icon yes, yes um, a really amazing illustrator named Joe Bennett he's an illustrator and an animator he did our super fun um, podcast icon you guys can check him out I believe it's josephbennett.com super talented guy great thanks guys so much yeah, thank you thank guys you. for listening bye 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 bye